Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick with Mitch Hot with you this morning. Uh, what's on our radar? We got a bunch of companies raising money via uh, debt uh, or equity uh, this morning. Neo, Zoom, Lemonade, Realty Income. So we'll talk about those. We're going to talk about uh, Taiwan, Semi, and Intel. We're going to talk about... Uh, Twitter from yesterday, Penn National from yesterday, a bunch of stocks on our radar. Our guest today is Nick Shaheen. He's the author of Create Income with Options Spreads. He's our options guy. He would join us at 8.35. Before I go to Joel, smash that like button on YouTube. It takes three seconds less, and it helps us out, so we appreciate that. Now let's go to Joel here, and Joel will fill us in on what exactly has happened in the overnight trading session. Mr. Elkanen, good morning. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Uh, Mark is trying to avoid its first two-day losing streak since December 9th and 10th, and uh, we're off to a decent start. Uh, caught a bit, a little bit under that closing price. We're up nine and a quarter, thirty-eight oh one and a quarter. Couple numbers on the upside. We could talk about a little bit later on. Uh, crude found a new handle this morning when it got up to fifty-three twenty-six. That's up sixty-eight cents. At uh, 5293, given a little more credibility to the inflation argument, if they included crude. Uh, gold up 710 at 1858, even, let's call. Silver up 18 cents at 25.46 and a half. And Bitcoin back in the green after a bad day yesterday. The Bitcoin futures are up $1,705 at 35485 Good morning, Triple D here, and uh, more offerings today, huh? Some on stocks that have been going up, and some that are not in really great shape. Well, I mean, there's a lot of companies that need to raise capital to continue to grow the companies. So you're seeing, you know, some convertible offerings last night, but you're seeing it from some high-growth names. I mean, this is one of the risks of, you know, of, of trading and investing in higher growth companies that they do do offerings and that dilutes your holdings overall. So unless you buy more shares, you own less of the company. So last night, just to give you, you know, some examples here, you had Lemonade, LMND doing an offering. You had Neo doing a convertible offering. You also had DocuSign doing a convertible offering, although for whatever reason, they're, for, they're not looking at that one because um, it's not down. I believe, at least I saw it go by on the headline. And then this morning, you get Zoom doing an offering as well. So all these companies are growing the companies. They're all in the growth stage. So they all just continue to need, because they're burning cash as they grow, so they need more cash. So the one difference is, you know, one of these charts don't look like the other, and that is Zoom. We've embarrassed Zoom for a while, and I've said on this show, I think it's eventually going under $100. So, you know, I've I, I don't know what's going on. Obviously, not going to go straight there. There's going to be some ripping rallies, and there has been some ripping rallies since we got bearish back, you know, we've been bearish for a while. We were bearish early, though, because it's got ridiculously overdone, and we've just stayed on the bear train. But I just mean the competition for this one. That's why, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Zoom, we're all going to Zoom. Well, are we? Look at Benzinga's pre-market prep. What are we using here? I mean, we've said this. We just moved off of Zoom because there's so many other cool you know, platforms to use. There's so much choice out there. 
So you think $100 billion company plus for, you know, really a one-trick pony here right now? Unless they get some more tricks, I'm going to stay on the bear train on this one. Yeah, this is uh, just hanging out. At the, we talked about this one yesterday afternoon, didn't we, Spencer? And it was just hanging yeah. out. When you, hang, when you have a big move like that, and then you just hang out at the lows. I mean, today you had a catalyst, right, to, to bust it under there. But it just clear as day. You're just hanging out there, hanging near the lows. And same thing on the upside. Got a gap on the monthly chart to fill. And I think we talked about this yesterday um, at 328. I believe that was a, a bump up on a, a good earnings report. Uh Pre-market low, they whacked it pretty good. They've knocked it down to 318.58 if you're looking at it technically in order to fill the gap, even on the monthly chart, 326. But once again, when we get that price in 24 hours, uh, yeah, we'll have a better things. idea. Yeah, and I'll say this again. I never buy a stock before I know what the offering price is because those offering prices often act like a magnet. They can act like a floor, which is nice, but I mean if there's you know if they got to go down to 320 or 310 to get this thing done, not saying they're gonna, but we Oof. don't know that they're not going to have to. It's going to go lower the share price. I mean, convertible offerings are a different story, you know, and Neo, um, you know, they're saying, you know, that the convert price actually um, you know, sometimes in these convertible offerings, they put the convertible price above where the stock is trading because they're not doing an offer immediately. They're giving you, obviously, you know, a, a convertible offering. They're giving you, you know, something that can be converted into it. So they don't have to price it below the market. So Neo, coincidentally, too, though, is off, obviously down because Citigroup downgraded it. Yep, so, Citi Citigroup. So you got the double whammy offering and downgrade. It came off the lows and actually went green last night and green this morning, which is impressive. On a day that you get a downgrade, a day that you get you know a convertible offering so potential dilution coming out stock goes green i mean that's very impressive uh what isn't impressive is really the tape from yesterday it closed kind of weak maybe there's some people who had an inkling that you know there, there was gonna be you know an offering i'm not saying any nefarious stuff but you never know maybe people are even speculating it um it it, it was up at the highs it made the high earlier in the day and then kind of just leaked all day so you don't like to see them necessarily when they have a big gap up, close on the lows. Because then you start thinking, oh, there's the potential for a gap fill situation. The gap fill would take you down to 59.31. I mean, we kind of filled it last night almost perfectly on the offering. If you look at, I don't know, the after hours low, it looks like it pretty much coincides with filling that gap. But technicians don't look at after hours charts. So they're going to say, oh, there's still a gap to fill there. And there is. So, what are your thoughts? I mean, Neo, the stock is still making, you know, made a new all-time high yesterday. The stock is showing some pretty good resilience here this morning in the face of adversity with the downgrade and the convertible offering. So, I think maybe the gap fill could be a possibility, but I, I'm not getting on the bear train on Neo here. No, it's hard to. 59.36 is, well, actually, there's one of two gaps to fill. The first one's at 59.36. Uh, and yesterday, you just kind of had the, the circumstance, I mean... If you held it through the event, you were waiting for the catalyst, you held it through the event, yeah. and if you ultimately wanted to sell the news, uh, the news was yesterday and over the weekend. And so that's what you had. Uh, like I said, double gap to fill. For the first one, you got to get down to uh, 59.31. You got to 59.36 in the pre-market. And then also, where's that other gap from a couple days ago? You got another gap. Uh, gapping into a gap. Yeah, gap into a gap uh, between. Uh, no, that that one. Where's that other one? 
Uh, oh, that the other one's a small one. Yeah, but see down. what happens at fifty nine thirty first. I mean, yeah, that's the pre market low. Yeah, After if it that, can hold that, yeah. Uh, again, you know, stocks making new all time highs just because they close weak doesn't necessarily, you know, mean a Man, reversal. I mean, Tesla rolling over didn't help any of the EVs yesterday. Let's be honest. You know, it was going to drag down Neo. It was going to drag down a couple of the other EV stocks. You know, it dragged down some of the lithium plays as well. You know, because they're obviously looking for Tesla for leadership, and the leadership failed. Man, I'm kind of ticked off at myself on that Tesla short because I basically covered the top. Um, we know, you know, I was trying to short a rocket ship, trying to be a hero. There was really no reason to short it. I got, you know, pretty close to getting the top just by getting lucky you know, on the short side because I shorted it at 863, I think. And then I, I've had my line in the sand up at 876. I gave myself like 13 points. I said, you know, that's basically 1.5%. And it stopped me at like 25 minutes later. I was like, well, that's a quick way to lose money. Shorting stocks that are making new all-time highs. So I learned the hard way. But, you know, then, you know, for whatever reason, it, you know, obviously uh, <laughs> rolls over and has never looked back. So stopped out very poorly. I, my spiny senses were maybe right on that one. But, again, when you're trying Timing. to short stocks. Yeah. 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 When you're trying to short stocks making new all-time highs, you're asking for trouble. And you're asking to get stopped out. And maybe my stop is too tight. Maybe you should have put it up above 900. You know, you can do a lot of reasons. But really, the trade wasn't there. And I talked about it yesterday. You're trying to squeeze water from a stone when you're trying to short a stock, making a new all-time high. Yeah, you just we talked about that. You just missed it. I mean, 13 points, you know, that's less than... Two percent on a on yeah, a $850. but I don't like losing thirteen points, Joel. No, so I know it hurts. I was even going to go tighter than that, and, you're, and then you were like, oh, "You got to give yourself to the high," <laughs> and I'm like, "You're right, I got to give myself to the high." So I, yeah. I upped it a little bit because I was going to go eight seventy only. So yeah, they still would have gotten you right. And you want to know the uh, slippage on that sucker? So I yes. had to stop at eight seventy six. I got filled at eight seventy seven ninety. Really? I had two points of slippage on that stop order. Yeah. Maybe it's because, you know, I was in an obvious spot because, you know, it was the high of the day and, you know, it had come off the highs and maybe those were the other ones. There was two points of slippage on the stock. That's unbelievable. On a stock like Tesla, you'd think you'd have like a maybe 25 cents or 30 cents of slippage. It was two points of slippage. <laughs> Crazy. So anyways, if you're not familiar with stops, stop becomes a market order once the price is hit. So that were to become a market order and it just takes whatever available price is best out there. It was two points higher. It's crazy. Yeah, you could also uh, uh, the other that, but you leave yourself in danger of of not getting filled. You could put a stop limit in, and then it would go through that. I mean, eventually you would have gotten done, but you know when yeah. you're out, you want to be out. But a stop limit becomes a buy stop. That would have been an eight seventy six limit or wherever you had it at, and then when it came but, back down. But then you miss it all together, and it keeps going yeah. on you, and you're not limiting your losses. I agree. So. I, I hate using physical stops. The only reason I ever use a physical stop is if I'm not at my trading desk. That's the only time I'm using like a physical stop order. Um, you say, why aren't you at your trading desk at 11? Well, if you listen to the show for five <laughs> years, I don't trade 11 to 2. Who trade? You know, 11 to 2 is chop hour. You get chopped up. A lot of times there's no trend. The only reason I would be at my desk at 11 o'clock is if there's news, there's potential stuff coming out, or there's a lot of volatility. So, you know me, my hours are 7 to 10, you know, where I'm trading actively in the pre-market, I'm trading actively at the open, and then I'm getting out of my opening positions. I try to be done by 10 o'clock. 
and then I hang out with my kids for a little bit because I work at nights and I work, you know, from the night shift where I'll come in at three o'clock. I trade the clothes. I trade that first hour very heavily because there's lots of headlines, lots of news. Four and five. Four yep. to five. That's like bread and butter hour because it's all kinds of news, all kinds of inefficiencies to to take advantage of. Because when you're in that price discovery mode from a headline, some people just get overdone. You know, you can use technicals. You can say, well, this is the level it's going to go to. It's all kinds of different ways to trade that. Um, you know, and people were asking me, you know, you talk about inefficiencies. That's what I'm talking about. Like the open, you know, the close. Those are inefficient events where there's just huge buyers and sellers pushing price to maybe where it doesn't want to naturally be. But then also, you know, after hours, you know, there's a headline coming out, you know, on a stock. Maybe I'm going to buy a pure play. You know, like, you know, coming up is going to be a home builder KB Homes reports tonight. Well, maybe I'm not trading KB Homes. Maybe I'm trading Lennar with it. Maybe I'm trading Toll with it. Those are inefficiencies that you can take advantage of. You've got to be quick. But, you know, there is those opportunities there. So, you know, that's a classic relationship-based trading. Yeah, one thing, just going back to the stops, um, you can also give a stop with a, a limit area, like 76 to 76.50. We got a, got something a little negative out here. Uh, we just dropped about four or five points, nothing yeah, alarming up? Up? in Talk this market. So, Dennis, you're probably getting filled on some uh, market-making bids there. Not sure what the news is there, but we just lost uh, just lost 3,800 in a full swoop in 814. So, I doubt if there was any economic data, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Still up six on the session here at uh, 379850. I'm just trying to work out of some stocks here. Too. Sure, I go ahead. That, so. This is not not what Joel was referring to, but did you guys hear who passed away last night? It just was announced that as we were starting our show. Sheldon Adelson. Yeah, Sheldon Adelson from Las Vegas Sands. Founder and CEO. Oh, really? And uh, Titan of Las Vegas and really? gaming industry. So That just got announced? Uh, 8 a.m. No, this morning, yep. Yeah, yeah. Las Vegas Sands actually going down on that. So yeah. it's just one for the red. Believe me, I, I noticed. <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting chart. A, Look at that thing. That so, thing gapped a, up. Man, sometimes I just hate traders. <laughs> I know, well... I, and myself included, you know, I, if you think that if, if, if there's a, you know, a negative press headline, you know, do you short the stock? I mean, you know, you have an ethical thing to it. It's like, okay, well, let's have some respect. You know, the person died, do I short, short the stock? Because that uh, typically when, you know, you lose a founder, you lose something like that, you know, unless they're actively very involved in the company, um, it typically won't do much damage to the stock. So I don't expect Las Vegas Sands to roll over like 2 3% here this morning. Um, but you know, if you were to get a founder like, you know, and I always said this with Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway, I mean, the day that Warren Buffett, you know, he's older and obviously the day that, you know, he succumbs to this world, uh, Berkshire Hathaway is going to get hit on that. There's just no doubt, you know, because obviously he's been the brains behind it all for a long time. Now he has some good succession planning in place, but you know, when we saw, you know, with Tim, with, um, you know, when jobs died, with Apple, everybody said, that's the end of Apple, you know, like, this is it, you know, Steve Jobs was Apple, and we've watched Apple go up, what, 500% since Jobs has died, so I mean, it obviously wasn't the, the end of Apple, so, you know, you can get good succession planning, but it's it's tough when you lose the key figure that started yeah. or founded a company. I'm going lying crazy here on this one, just because I just look at the setups. First of all, if you're thinking of shortness thing, man, until this thing gets through 60 bucks, Man, oh, man, that's a monthly number, too, for you. Look at the rebounded off, uh, cleared the uh, February high, but 60 bucks is just 
rock solid there. And then on the downside here, you take out this 50, maybe it's even 55. You gapped up since vaccine Monday. You've been holding 55. So you take out that 55, you got the Big gap level. to fill. Yeah, there's, so there's some nice levels in there. Right yeah. now you're kind of in no man's land. But uh, keep an eye. I'll leave those lines up there. I like those. The bottom one I like because you're going to get from a monthly you know, perspective and a longer time frame. And then the top one's not bad either. I'm drawn to at least under a couple points. So keep an eye on those 55 to 60 Las Vegas. You want to talk about nice levels. Twitter yesterday, we called it on the show, the 45, and I did not put the order in there. And I wish I would have, because I was talking about buying the dip and it went down there and you had to have your order in there because it went really fast. But right off the hop, it got down to 45.15, right to that huge 45 level, and then it bounced. I mean, I think that's the low of the move. So I think if you pull in, I think you're going to find buyers here. Again, you know, some people are saying... Yeah, some people are saying social media is going to be under attack because, you know, you know, obviously everything that's happened, you know, people using social media to, you know, cause events like we saw last week at the Senate, um, you know, to organize events like this. I, I just can't see, you know, it's a hard thing. They're going to try to control stuff like that. It's a hard thing to control. I, I just think there's so many people using social media for everything. Like we can sure, sure we can point out the bad stuff that's caused, you know, that social media has caused, but it's, it's good stuff too. I mean, we get a lot of good information from social media too a lot of misinformation obviously but there's also good information coming from it too i mean you think about the way people communicate just for their own personal events not that we have any events during covid but you know their own personal (laughs) events um for facebook like i'm having a birthday party you know you don't send out invitations in the mail anymore you don't call up on your phone yes put out a facebook invite and everybody knows and they say whether they're gonna go or they're not gonna go i mean it's an efficient way of communicating not only with you know people you don't know with the people you know so um, I, I, I still think Twitter is a buy. I think, you know, that 45, I wish I would have had my order out there. I did not. It was um, quick. It was quick. You had to get it out there. I mean, uh, and this, you know, people say, oh, you say, you know, you're, you're at your level. Why wouldn't you buy it? I mean, I'm trading so many bloody stocks. It's when I get to it. So my long-term investment portfolio is when I get to it. I don't look at it all the time. I'm trying to get to it. I would have liked to have, and I probably would have put the order in there. If it would have hit it after 10 o'clock, I probably would have got it. But I've got to go over there. I've got to log in the long-term investment portfolio. It's not my bread and butter. And I don't like logging into my bread, my investment portfolio every day because then I'm looking at it too much, and I might start <laughs> trading it more. So I, I intentionally try not to look at my longer-term stuff. And for the most part, when I'm giving you calls, I'm giving you stuff you know that I like, a lot of times I'm giving you, oh, yeah, this looks like a good swing trader. This looks like a good longer-term investment. We like to talk and have that hat on as well, not only just the trading hat, but the investing hat. Yeah, it got 45 when it gotten done. Low was 45.15, uh, but 46, I, I think I, I was actually more at 46 than I was at 45 because you had a pair of lows there. So you would have gotten done there easily, but you yeah. kind of would have been scratching your head when it went to lower 45 handle. Um, the other thing I just want to mention about that is that took place very early in the session. So yeah. in the, within the first 15 minutes, if you're going to see That's where you reversals, get the good prices, though. Yeah, the first 50. Well, it's true. It's, it's true. Not, there's, there's a reason why I'm so Price focused discovery. on that 930 to 945 period, because that's where stuff gets chopped out away from where, where it, maybe where it wants to be. That's where you get that good opportunity. Getting those orders in there early is the key. Um, I do, I do want to say with pricing, when you're pricing at a big level, and this is a lesson that we haven't given on the show in a long time, if you say, I like the 45 level, don't put your buy order at 45. Because it's a, it's a big number. It's you know where a lot of orders, other orders might be in the queue. Like don't go forty five zero zero even. If I like a forty five level, I'll put the buy at like forty five ten. 
I put it ahead of it, 45.11. I wouldn't have got done on this one either, 45.15. But you know, if you're just thinking, oh, I like the stock at 45, don't put 45. Put it a little bit above that because it's going to get real thick at a big level like that 45. Maybe you want to go 45 and a quarter. You know, maybe you want to give yourself some extra room. I mean, we're talking dollars here. Twitter's swinging around. Don't try to save, get to the actual penny. So if I'm trying to sell a stock at 100 bucks, I usually throw it out like 99.85. You know, like 15 cents down from these are swing trades, you know, or longer term investing, um, just getting out of it. It's a tip. Don't throw it right at the whole number because it's usually some size and some institutional. Action there you go. There. The size. They're thicker. Yep. You want to get in front of that. So if you're selling stocks, stay below the big hole number. If you're buying stocks, stay above the big hole number. So, for instance, you like the 45 buy? Okay, great. Put your buy at 45, 10, 45, 15, 45, 20. Put it a little bit above it. You want to sell Penn National, which is another one at 100 bucks? Sell it at 99.80. You know, make sure you get done on it. Um, in this case, obviously, you would have got blown right through, and Penn is now making new highs, and I am still long Penn. So it did hit our $100 price target, which we gave it to it a long time ago. I'm still long it. I don't know. I mean, some of these things hit your price targets, but we're in this market that just keeps rising. It's like every time I sell something, I regret it a week later. It's such a difficult market to trade when, you know, you obviously have just this relentless bull and this relentless buy the dip mentality. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, you did talk about Penn. I mean, uh, the playoffs, there's a lot of more states are approving it. Uh, you did get over it yesterday and even in the pre-market highs. So uh, not doing much in the pre-market, but just keeping an eye on yesterday, that's really all you have, 102.59. If you're looking for that, it's only a buck oh nine away from that. And if you're a little bit longer-term player, you want to see an improvement on that all-time closing high of 100.38. I did buy one stock in the long-term portfolio yesterday, and it's because I'm going to be the lemming along with everyone else. I bought it because Kathy would have bought it. And I bought Sarepta. So I couldn't resist. I was thinking about buying the dip. And then I saw Kathy the next night, obviously. And she comes in and she bought a whole pile of stock. And I was like, you know what? They're just following her. There could be more people to follow her eventually here as well. Um, and what if she, buy, if she buys some more? I don't know if she's going to do that. But if she does, the stock will go up on that as well. Because every time she buys something, it seems to pop 3 or 4% at least. Um, so I couldn't resist. I've had this one in the portfolio for a long time. I sold it at 147 bucks back, I don't know, like six months ago maybe. And then it ran to 180 and I was pissed off. So now it's come back down. It's given me a chance to get way below where I owned it. So couldn't resist. Back in Sarepta. Yeah, boy, oh boy. That thing just got walloped. And we it was one of those occasions where the, uh, let's see, I'm pretty sure the, the pre-market low did not even get close to getting hit i'm trying to find it on the 15 uh but don't have it up but yeah that's one time where if you were waiting for the pre-market low you were you were left you were left out in the cold it was you know and it got way overdone so i bought it early in the morning i bought i think around 85 85 um i did get the order out there fairly early and it ran all day it actually like craziness it ran to 96 21 i was up 10 points on that i didn't even notice that you know in literally like three hours i'm like you know i looked back and i was trading 91 i was like really and i was like the high is 96 i'm like they took that thing up 10 bucks from where i bought it anyways you know i almost should have just turned around and made it a day trade when you make 10 points on something in three hours but no this was in my longer term investing account so gonna try not to look at it um 
I don't know where the hell my price target is. Wow. The, uh, and higher. once again, and this is why you know we're here for you. We do the show. We talk about these pre-market levels. This got to 75.22. This was actually in the after hours. So, And then when you look at a long-term chart and you look down here and you look at those lows, yeah, you can there. say 74, 70. Actually, they're 73, 74, but... Man, if you're if you're talking about a stock that was 180 bucks last month, and then it comes near 80, whew, and, and, it's, and it's never got that even huge support. Yeah, never saw that in the uh, the regular session. Actually, the low on that day was not even at 80. I think it was 82. Yeah, 82 and a quarter. Again, when these pharmaceutical companies dip sometimes the dips can stay for a long time and you know if the drug eventually does not get approved it could have another dip too you whenever you're owning these Oof. smaller pharmaceutical companies they have major headline risk everybody learned the hard way with Sarepta with a falling 50 percent in one day but this can happen again don't kid yourself so if you're in there and you think okay well if it ever goes below 75 if they could open up 50 on you one day it could do that i'm prepared for that I mean, I've held pharmaceutical companies, and they'll ding you sometimes. You just got to go with speculative capital. Never go all in on a pharma company, I'll tell you that. And know your pharma calendar, too. People, you know. It helps. I mean, sometimes they, they – I don't know if this one was that much pre-announced, but uh, a lot of times they, they have those dates, and they're out there, and yeah. you, can avoid, you can avoid disaster. So a couple of things on Sarepta. Notable that uh, Ark did, did not buy Sarepta yesterday. No. So I, either they're taking a break, they're waiting for the the shake, waiting for things to settle down, uh, or they're done. Uh, and also she bought a big chunk though on the first day, like eight hundred thousand shares. Yeah. So maybe she just won. The one thing I bet you, Spencer. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to make a point on this. I bet because the volume was so high, yeah, she might have just got all the stock she needed. I mean, Maybe. if you're big enough and the volume's low and you're trading some of these low floaters, it takes you a few days to get them. Something like Sarepta, she bought 800,000 shares. I mean, the volume was ridiculously high. Probably was just easy to, you know, fairly easy to get that much stock because there's so much stock being traded. Yep. So that, maybe, that it trading, yeah. maybe it only took her one day. Maybe it only took her one day to get it. The, the, the trading on that day? Uh, she could be done. We looked at it and it was just flatlined. You think a stock, you know, you know um you know falls that much that you know wow there you know there got to be some people in there buying well there were people in there buying and selling in the 15 i mean it was still a wide range yeah. but it was nothing i remember looking at that what was what day was that friday that that happened yeah yeah yep yep it was friday so all right so, srpt so for whatever it's worth a couple follow through downgrades ubs yesterday city group this morning on throughout this so i don't know Reacting to the to the price action, yeah, and, that's and, what it and, is. and the news. All right, um, what did I want to say? Oh, yeah. Can we stick with Arc? Sure. I, I I just pulled up the email from last night. Do you, you want to talk about BMY? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So this was a surprise one. Um, and you saw you're seeing Bristol Myers left. It's amazing. She even has influence on the big ones too. You would think, oh, Bristol Myers isn't going to move on this. It's a huge company, but. You know it is. It, it it popped right on the email. Um, so I, I've been I've been noticing that the the uh, so the email lists all their buys and sells for the day. The only stocks that move are when she buys like at and I'm just ballparking here like at least six figures worth like in terms of your number of shares, right? Like if she's buying two thousand shares Doesn't of move. stock, it's not going to move it right? unless she, it's a small cap. Because here's one for you. All right. there, this is a funny one from last night. And I was like, just like, are you serious? ESLT. ESLT. Look at this button. Yeah, she bought 562 she bought shares. 500 shares. <laughs> the, thing's up one, the thing was up three bucks or four bucks last night. I was like, really? She bought 500 <laughs> shares of this, guys. 
and girls. <laughs> she didn't load up the boat, and I think they're gonna rally it up on that. So, I mean, I put a little hole in your theory there. All right, fine, fine. Maybe if the company's really small, but <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Again, and you know what else? It's just like the SEC filings. They ignore the cells. You sell something, oh, that's not bearish. She's just selling because she wants to buy something else, so they ignore the sales. The SEC filings are so rigged to the upside. You can sell like a million shares of something, uh, uh, an, an insider, and they'll completely ignore it. But if they buy 500 shares of something, oh, you got to buy it. He's buying. they got to buy it. I mean, it's so – this whole market's rigged to the upside. Anyway, uh, Kathy, twenty nineteen thousand nine hundred and ninety four <laughs> traded uh, shares traded yesterday. So that five hundred is a bigger percentage than you. Ah, still trying to find the tea leaves, <laughs> the silver lining, and the five hundred share buying the things up one point seven percent this just morning. You. Uh, what okay, about any, Bristol Myers though? Because yeah. this was a big purchase. Sixty six. Is that the level? That's it. Yeah, I've wanted to own this stock for a long time. Kramer pumps it all the time. You know, it's one of his favorites. I never put it in there. I don't know why. I've talked about it for a long time. I think because I have so much other pharma. I just have too much pharma. I own Merck and I own Pfizer, which are you know, boring stocks. I own Biogen and I own, I don't even know what the heck else I own. I own a whole pile of pharmaceutical stocks. I'm just like, because valuation is cheap too and they give good dividends, which I like as well. But I don't know, it's one I've always wanted to own. I just never have bought it. 66 on the dailies, you know, doesn't it doesn't look that impressive on you got the one monthly high there. Uh, but see if there's some stock in the book there. 66, you poked your head on there. The day huh, this had rallied before vaccine Monday. What was those? Uh, did they have some COVID news or something that run from 58 to 66 in one, two, three, four days? Was that in early November? Was that COVID related? Hmm. Let me go back into Must the have been Pro. Uh, you're saying like the first week or two? Yeah, I, yeah. Too. I don't know what that run was about. End of October, probably the I first. I see it. Yeah. So I went from like 57 to 66. That, that, was, earn, that was earnings. That earnings? Was, that was wow. earnings. That was, they had earnings on November uh, 5th. Yeah, Great but news. it started running before that. What okay. about well, uh, anticipating the earnings? Let me back up a bit. <laughs> October bit. 30th is when it's got it, it first got goosed. Whatever. It's it it just duck, had duck goose. That that is just a big run for missile wires and then people got caught. We'll see what happens. A lot of people got caught in this little downdraft, but we'll see what happens at sixty six. Not as important on the monthly chart, so here's an right. interesting buy the dip too from Kathy. I know you want to go on, uh, but I I'm not gonna let you. LMT, she bought some Lockheed Martin and it's trading up two dollars and thirty one cents. This morning market's helping it. Don't expect huge moves, but this stock has been in the doghouse. Look at this chart on LMT. Ooh. Just keeping going straight down, straight down, straight down. Does Kathy would bottom the stock? We'll find out. Put I, I think it talked into Lockheed Martin. I've always wanted to own this one, too. It's got a nice 3% dividend, although in an inflationary environment, 3% dividend isn't as attractive. But you also have the you know, defense stock. I mean, it doesn't look like we're getting away from – I mean, maybe you're saying, okay, it's selling off because this is kind of like a Trump stock. You know, there's going to be you know, maybe not as much uh, hostility towards other countries as Trump has shown in the past. But at the same time, our relationship with China is not great right now. I mean, thinking Lockheed Martin, defense stock, I'm like, eh. Yeah, under undercut and rally yesterday. You did have the low of the yeah, move at 335. It took it out. So she's looking at the charts. and uh... Maybe I just start following <laughs> Kathy Wood like everyone else. Maybe I just give up thinking, and I'll just blindly follow Kathy Wood. And you know what? Maybe I'll make more money that way. That might not be a bad idea. I'm just going to be like everybody else. What do you think? 
think that will last. Should I stop thinking? Okay, we'll do, a, we'll do the vote in the chat. One, I should stop thinking and just blindly follow Kathy Wood for all of my trades. Two, I should keep thinking and not fade Kathy Wood. I'm not going to fade Kathy Wood because I've done that before and it doesn't work out well. But just ignore her. So one for blindly following Kathy. Two for thinking still. What Three. do we have? Blindly follow Kathy is winning. <laughs> I need to just blindly follow Kathy. This is it. Don't think anymore. Just blindly follow Kathy and bank coin. Dennis, what like would you that. talk about, though? Kathy, well, I just talked about her for 10 minutes. I could do it for an hour. Kathy, you we'll, bring, we'll get her on the there show. We talk enough, of, she'll come on the show. There are a couple of twos. There are a couple Raz of same has connections here. with her. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of twos I want people to still think. They just don't want my tangents anymore. Maybe. Uh, 8.33, we're going to have Nick Shaheen on in a couple minutes. Let's just talk Snapchat quickly since we were talking about social media stocks. There's been a divergence here. Facebook. Oh, uh, they got Gordon on with Gene. Oh, and look I, at this. Just, oh, we almost got oh, it. We almost can we, we can't. I want to hear it. We're going to mirror the show. <laughs> Gordo's oh, going against Gene. This is uh, good television. Oh, no. We got, we can do that. Oh, we we have these guys. We're bringing Gordo and Gene on. We're going to copy this squawk box. I... I, you know what? I just I I didn't I I never asked Gene about that. We got to get Gordo versus Gene. That's I, oh they beat us. Joel, you I, slipped on I this never one. Thought, I didn't want to. You totally could have slept set this one up. I know, but I didn't want to. I I don't know. Oh, it's I just, over. It's I didn't, over. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, I just I looked over and I see Gino, and then I see Gordo. Went, oh man, that would have been fun. Well, you know who's been on the right side the, of that the, trade though. The problem, the problem with that though is they each talked for fifteen minutes uninterrupted, and the next thing you know, it's nine o'clock, and we talked about one thing. But uh, yeah, that would be fun. We should get. Uh, we could do better than that. We could get uh, Bill Santiago and Kenny Glick on it. That'd be good. The comedians one yeah. on one. Yeah. I, I would have my finger on the mute button. <laughs> yeah. Hovering. Uh, yeah. We're going to get some fines coming from that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk Snapchat uh, in, in a second, but let's bring on our guest here, uh, Nick Shaheen. Uh, his camera is off. Let me see if I can. Uh, Nick doesn't do camera. Yeah. No, no, I know that. <laughs> Are you new here? <laughs> no, I know that, but I want to see if I can like get it so it's not showing that. In any case, Nick Shaheen is the author of creating. It's off. What five thirty five for you, Nick? You haven't yeah, got up. It's this into... big line through it too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like Zoom doesn't show in the background. Now they show a big line. It's like Nick no, doesn't no, no zoom, no zoom for you. No zoom for you. Just... <laughs> if you stop the cam, it'll, it'll go to an avatar. There, yeah, that's what I was thinking, Nick. I, I your... like the big line. Oh, okay. It okay like, it that. makes him look tougher. He's like, ah, there you go. There we go. Thanks so much. All right, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Right. Nick, what's doing this morning? Um, just trying to catch up. I've been uh, behind writing up some things, uh, looking at the overnight battle. And it's pretty interesting what's going on. You know, the fundamentals are kind of scary, but the price action is nowhere near scary. So there's this push pull between fundamental trading and uh, the thought of what ARK is doing. So I'm getting so much, so many questions about the ARK stocks. Suddenly everybody's interested in these ARK stocks. And why don't they just buy the ARK ETFs that they have out there? <laughs> They have like a thousand of them. So pick Cause, one cause and they you're going to win. I'll tell you why. They don't go up 10% a day. Uh, they look parabolic to me. I mean, There's got to be some time. rules against that. Yeah. So it's amazing how the SEC is allowing these people to create their own profits. Uh, them and Citron, you know, he, he takes a position, he tweets, he wins, he, he's out, he's gone. 
Uh, same with uh, Kathy Wood. I mean, I, she did I, although Kathy, we'll give Kathy some credit. Right. No, I don't no, see any of these cells me. coming. Yeah, I, no, like, right. like Citron, we know, is an, a little more yeah, yeah. active traded. But uh, he does where, it both ways, too. He, he does yeah, it both you know, ways. he does. Yeah. But I think so, uh, Kathy seems to be longer. I don't. For, I haven't seen any cases where she's like buy, 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 buy. We then the market buys up ten percent. Then she's like sell, 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 sell. I haven't seen that. No, but it's becoming so. that way because I know from my own room. I have two hundred fifty people in there, and almost every day I get dozens coming in. What do you think about that stock? That's, and I go to her, I, I, and about. I go to her email, and sure enough, that stock is in there. So <laughs> it's just amazing that how, how how this is going on but and, and she, you're right they are creating their own profits to a certain extent we talked about this on the show i mean she's yeah. up five percent you know just because like she comes up with an idea she's immediately up five percent of that idea because once it gets disclosed it's going to go up five percent or even more in some cases like we see right. some stock go 20 like skills but we've seen it go up by 30 percent i don't want to take away impress, from what they've impressive. accomplished i mean it's not easy to get there and she definitely put a shoe in my mouth on Tesla stock uh, as far as valuation, not the company thing, but the valuation. That's that's for sure. She was right. And I was wrong on that one. And uh, so I don't want to take away from what they've done. I just don't like how it's going on right now. And it's against the rules, but nobody's enforcing the rules anyway. So there are there are some stocks to trade. There are some themes to trade. And we've had some home runs and some setbacks. And I was long Twitter. I'm no longer long Twitter. Uh, because they keep proving to me that they're dumbasses. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I took a long position and it paid right away. And I said, no, this is a long-term commitment for the whole year because of whatever purchase they did. That's a Zoom-like feature. And I was like, maybe they're trying to monetize their user base. And this week they're telling me, no, we don't care about half the user base. Go take a hike. So I was like, okay, I won't tweet anymore then maybe. Uh, so it, it's just amazing what I'm seeing going on these the, these days. It's so bifurcated, and the righteous is pulling, uh, is forcing the quote non-righteous to be righteous. It's like they want everybody to be of the same opinion. What kind of a world is that? It's it's really upsetting. Well, that's why we start to see some stocks and just start trending, and then everybody gets on the trend and they keep following. I mean, it's hard not to be a trend follower in here when yeah. you have. You know, something, you know, even like Kathy buying something. And the stock doesn't even go up that day. Sometimes it continues to go up for days after she purchased it. It's like, holy man, they're still talking about this purchase from three days ago and it's still going up. I mean, it's, it's, you know, but it's not just that. It's just, it's, we're in a trend following market. People like momentum. I see, I see, going higher. I see from, from somebody who doesn't like what I just said, getting in the way of what? If you join my room, you know that nothing is getting in the way of anything. I trade based on the charts, pure and simple. I don't listen to news. I cut out CNBC 100%. So if um, you don't like what I'm saying, you can take a hike. <laughs> uh, wait, Nick, talk about that Twitter thing for a second, because it, it sounded yeah. like what you had said, was, you had basically changed your mind on the fly, right? You had said this is going to yeah. be long-term holding, and then you just said, ah, screw it. Uh, so because, talk, talk about that change in mind. The change of mind is my thesis to go along for Twitter was the fact that they were doing the right move, maybe to monetize their user base. So we can all agree that they're not explosive growth like like we thought, like the right. user count, active user count. Um, so I thought maybe if they bought a, a Zoom-like feature, I forgot the company name, then maybe they're, they're trying to monetize the base rather than, hey, how many ads can we get and all of that. Yeah. So I was willing to take a long, long term for that one surprise earnings report where, hey, we turned us on and look at the in income we're getting. So that's that was the reason to go long. 
And then these developments happened. And I was like, wait a minute, what is going on here? You know, I smell a rat. They're not dedicated to that. They are more interested in their political um, righteousness. So I said, I'm not on board with this. And I got out, plain and simple. Because my thesis is wrong. My thesis was they're trying to monetize their user base. And then this action tells me that they're actively reducing their user base by a lot. Did they have a choice, really, though? I mean, with the whole Trump situation, I mean, they kind of backed into a corner. I mean, all the social media is the same thing. I mean, after those actions from last week, I'm not sure they had a choice. I don't know what, what actions. I have not listened to the news. So here's no, what I... Th- no, I'm saying that's, you know, because... Here's my take. If it is legal and somebody said it, they should be allowed to say it, period, plain and simple. I don't know who said what and what they kicked out, but they're they're alienating. The whole reason it's falling is because them kicking out Trump is wrong. That's my opinion. Not because I love Trump. I don't love Trump. Okay, I I like the freedom that I can say something legal. Okay, Um, if I vote Republican doesn't make me a trumpeteer it just makes me that hey you know what i'm voting with my pocketbook and my own beliefs and this case here them kicking out trump is bizarre to me just because i don't know what what do they expect what would they what would he have said that they would have said okay you can stay on board it's just weird and to to alienate how many followers did he have 50 million that's the point i'm making it's not a political point it's their user base, they are actively reducing their user base. That was my thesis. Well, I think we're going to find out in, I guess, in the, in a few months when they report earnings for this current quarter. Because Dennis, right, said, right. Dennis said, you said yesterday you lost how many followers? They're probably all bots, Dennis. How many followers did you, did you lose? About 100. Okay, they're probably all bots. Like, well, they're not they're real. Be, I, think they, I think, yeah, they were cleaning it up. They right, they're, 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 they're cleaning up, up. The, the, the bots. So I, I've now always you're having been, me go check mine. I was like, did well, how many did I lose? I've always uh, been suspicious. No, no, I still have maybe 10, 10 less, 10 fewer. But okay. that, that, that is a normal occurrence. <laughs> Norm, that's but, normal, normal churn for Nick. <laughs> but, but I'm interested I'm interested to see how what their active user base is because, yep. and, and their activity because that is the number that got me into the trade. And I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't work for me. So I'm out of the trade because my thesis was wrong. Not because I was upset they kicked out Trump. Couldn't yeah. give two rips about that. Yeah. The fact that they're depleting their own user base. That's the point. That was my thesis to get long. And that's the thesis that got me. The, the, the point Nick, that got you, me out. Nick, are, uh, are you still picking on Neo? Well, you know what? I was long the 70 calls for this week. And I closed them like the day before the mega spike. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, the tough the, stock. Huh? The neo, the neo, the, the neo, the neo put was for later this year. It's still there. It was a wild trade, and it is probably down fifty percent. I haven't checked it, but meanwhile, I was long shorter term as a trade to seventy because I kind of saw a spike coming. I just bailed on it one day too soon. What about overall market thoughts here, Nick? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've uh, you know had that dip last Monday, which just seems like so long ago, and uh, ripped, ended the high, ended on the high for the week on Friday. Are you seeing, you know, yesterday a down day, a little politics. Are you seeing anything you know, under the hood here that has you a little yeah. bit more concerned long term? Uh, concerned fundamentally, sure. Uh, from the stock uh, trading, yes. I, 
you know, I anticipate drama towards the end of January, early February. So if I were to pick a date somewhere around February 5th, uh, so far, the price action has been very predictable. Every week, I send out a video recap. With it, I forecast what the indices are showing me from the open interest. Last week, they were all they all touched the bottom, they all touched the top, and they closed somewhere in the middle, except for the RUT. The RUT overdid its uh, its thing. This week so far, everybody's right in the middle of the range. So nothing is out of, uh, nothing's crazy. So if I write up seven iron condors, six of them are working out So for the week. So if I can do that, it's a predictable price action. And so far it's been working out. Okay, so no bumps in the road. I mean, do you have a number underneath where you say, wow, you know, maybe, maybe. I sure. Mean, yeah, I for me, so Friday and Monday's low right there. It's called thirty-seven seventy-five. That was also. Um, I don't know where couple, I can pay. I don't couple. know where I can post pictures anymore because you. It sounds like well, you have different chat Nick, room. Nick, you can share your screen and if you if you like, and we can bring uh, up, or, or you can post them in in the chat like always, and I can bring them up. Okay. Okay. So I have. Um, I, I have a, a, a four window chart coming up and it's for the okay. indices. This is the, these are the indices. So it's SPX, um, NDX, the DIA is the ETF, not, I don't have a Dow index that's good enough to show and the RUT with the boxes for the ranges for this week based on Friday uh, close. And also if you can see, I have um, 3650 on SPX is a pivot point. So if we are to have a shock of sorts, 3650 is where I, I would get long in size for a trade. Uh -huh. um, if I were to pick a lower number, 3580, and uh, 3550 to 3580, where I would double down probably. All right. So, so I'm sorry. So this is your chart here. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make yeah. The it. upper, upper, uh, the upper left hand box is the SPX. And, um, you know, my alerts don't show, but I do have an alert at 3650. And you can see the wicks, um, the two thin lines at 3650 that, that kind of drags down to 3650 and one tall one that goes up to 3650 from November of last year. So this is where I see a pivot point. And then you can see the failure from September, and that should be the other pivot area. Um, so those are the two areas on the SPX that catch my attention. And as far as the NASDAQ, it's more like 12.5 and 12.250. And should we have a complete debacle there, it'll be somewhere around the, just under 12,000. Um, so so th there's plenty of room to fall with the speed with which we rose, especially in the small caps. And this is not the old small caps. I mean, if you look at the stocks in there, it's all the little tiny mega movers. So it's yeah. not like mom and pop companies out there. Plus, we have small caps that are over 15 billion in market cap now. So what's the threshold on the small caps? <laughs> it used to be like five. That's a good point, too. Everything's just getting like, even bigger. Well, you think yeah, bigger is better. A bunch of small caps, <laughs> but they're all getting bigger. <laughs> I mean, the, the the unbelievable move that we've had. Like, think about where we were in the beginning of the year, and nobody liked small caps. You know, it was all about the mega caps, putting all small businesses out. You know, and now it's like the mega caps haven't gone anywhere for six months. You know, yeah. Amazon's just been sitting here doing nothing. Apple, it's like 
wow. I mean, I did not totally see that coming here six months ago that we were all going to sudden forget about, you know, our fangs and, you know, our, our megas or whatever, you know, acronyms you want to use and, but, and move right into all these companies that everybody had forgotten about. It's but, but you know, when, when the poop hits the fan, they're going to come back to the sure things. And those are yeah. the ones that have yep. P&Ls. Uh, yeah. You know, it's so these these companies that don't have any anything to show for right now are are just um, that's what the dot com bubble was made of, you know, just eyeballs and nothing, no business model, you know, get a website, you do this. So yeah. these these packs, they don't go through the rigmarole that you go through to become an IPO uh, case in point. What happened to uh, what was that? We work. You know, had WeWork been a SPAC, it would have gone up 100% in two days and and <laughs> lost a lot of people, a lot of money, uh, you know, retail people. So the IPO process weeded that out regardless of how it actually happened. But it had the opportunity to get weeded out before it hit the market versus a SPAC, which is kind of like, hey, come on over. I have a skeleton company. Let's go. Uh, Nick, before I let you go, can you talk about Boeing here? Are you still still bullish? Yeah, well, yeah, um, Boeing, I do like for the long term and Boeing has a pivot. If it gets over 242-ish, um, it's going to recover the, the whole the whole downside. So I got long at 90. Um, I renewed several times. My target when it just got over 110%, $110 was 225. It hit that and then some twice. So... I've had my fair share of good calls on it, but eventually it should be 305 and um, probably this year, 309-ish. Uh, so, but it needs it needs to get over 242 to trigger that. Are you talking technically, fundamentally? I mean, who's Technically, be- yes, and that's the value. The fundamentals on it, the fact is it's, you know, you call it an oligop- uh, a duopoly, but it's really a monopoly because it's just, um, two different companies for one, for one purpose. Um, they're both sold out. And if, if airlines get, get their P&Ls back together to service their debt, then they're going to be ordering planes. I flew in December twice, and both planes were brand new, 737. They weren't max models, but they were brand new. So they're buying planes or delivering planes. And it only, I think, logs sales when it delivers the plane. So now that the, they've unshackled the 737, Maybe they can uh, fix their PLs. So I see good. There's no reason for it. To, how about this? If you eliminate the one area, then the other one is more likely to happen, right? So the 2020 test, the whole thing, is it going to get any tougher than this? I don't think so. And they survived it. So if you eliminate that scenario, then the upside is the easier scenario to happen. So yeah, I expect it fundamentally and technically, but the technical trigger is somewhere around 242. All right, Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads, also runs sellspreads.com, does webinars for Benzinga frequently. You should check him out. Nick, thanks a lot, as always. Thanks, Nick. again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nick. All right. Uh, let's continue do- to slide a little bit here. Uh, that initial decline that I talked about seems to be getting a little bit of follow-through. So I don't know if uh, hmm. – that two-day streak is uh, well. We haven't had two down days at least uh, since early December, but uh, not seeing any major news. Dad, have you seen any Te- imbalances? Tesla some people yesterday. I mean, you had the Bitcoin rack, then you had Tesla. You know, so you've seen some money come out of the momentum plays in the last couple of days, including Bitcoin on the weekend. 
Um, you know, the, the Dipsy is getting bought here this morning in Tesla. It's up 18 points here. Uh, I, I don't see any reason for the S&Ps. And I honestly don't think we're going to go red here because from the imbalances, I don't see what warrants, you know, us opening in the red. At least, you know, I don't know what happens uh -huh. after 930. But I'll tell you right now, we're going to, if these imbalances hold, we're going to open higher. I've got like some big buy imbalances here this morning. I got General okay. Motors, 192000 to buy. I've got Taiwan Semiconductor, which has a headline with Intel, 236000 to buy in Taiwan Semiconductor. That's a big number. Exxon Mobil, oil is up substantially. Exxon Mobil, uh, 234000 to buy. Chevron, 41000 to buy. I've got, um, just moving to the banks. The banks are up because TLT's down. The banks are up big. Goldman Sachs, 15000 to buy. JP Morgan's got 20000 Citigroup's got 76000 to buy. I mean, I'm not really seeing any pressure. Sure. I do see Eli Lilly with the sell on balance, but the stock's even trading green right now. I don't really know why it's trading green, but it's got a significant sell on balance of 62,000 shares. Um, I'm not sure if there was a headline or something because it was trading red about 20 minutes ago. Uh, I'm seeing pretty much strength across the board. Okay. So I think the S&P dip here, at least right now, appears to be a buy. At least right now. Just That's not saying long term. That's just saying for this morning and for that the open. Uh, on that uh, Taiwan semi note, it, so the headline was actually from a couple of days ago, but I guess more details came out overnight that they're providing a component for Intel's newest uh, graphics chip. The TSMC 7 nanometer process. So, and Intel did announce some, or did announce something with new chips. Um, I mean, this right. Intel has come back. I'm long Intel, full disclosure. I've been playing it. I've been, I've been playing as 45 to 52, like it's been working really well. I probably, if you're just still going to continue to play it that way, it's almost the sale, and then you try to re-get it if it gets back to 45 or 46. It's been the way to play Intel here is buying the rip and selling the dip here. It's been a really good one. I mean, really, when you go back to the charts here on Intel, Joel, this has been working Got it. Yeah, that's for 45. a long time. Yeah. A long yep. time. This 45, basically two years, you know, 45 to 50, 45 to 50. Then it went up to 60 and you missed it for a bit. But then it came back and gives you a 45 again. Then it has the big run to 69, dips down to 45 again. 43, 63 back in March when everything was getting killed. Rips up, back down. I mean, the line in the sand on this stock has been 45, a huge level. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, 52 has been, I'm going to get rid of this line. I don't know why I had it in there. Maybe it was support, but... You're talking. You're coming up on that area again, Dennis. You're up uh, 13 cents, uh, 53, 52, 53, 69, 24. So there's there's your seller. Get uh, get that breakout over 52. Fill that gap. Uh, I believe that was from earnings. So it's had a rough road, but uh, by the dip, you're right. That 45. We talked about that on the monthly, going back all the way. I mean, even in 2018, you would have taken a little bit of heat at that 45, but that's been a, a monthly level of levels. Can we talk Snapchat for a second? We were talking about social media stocks. Uh, Twitter uh, peaked a month ago on the chart. Uh, Facebook peaked way back when, September. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bo both, yeah. both have been caught up in this brouhaha. You know who hasn't? Snapchat, and it's quietly at all-time highs. Yeah, and it just continues to rock. Um I mean, it's hard to fight this trend. Stock made a new all-time high yesterday. I don't like shorting stocks making new all-time highs. When I do it, I lose money. We saw that. So um, <laughs> this is, again, classic example of, sure, you know, is the story overdone? Is the move overdone? Maybe. But, I mean, it doesn't look like it's over here yet. So I think you're a buyer of pullbacks on Snap. I'd say innocent until proven guilty. It was uh, 
was that was that caught up as much as in the brew box? No. Actually, I don't even want to talk. No, about no, it. no, really, it hasn't. I mean, I, I guess it's. I, no, it really has. I, I mean, they've come out and they've they've said some things, but for some reason, it's just not a focus. Maybe their user base is is, is, is smaller. I, it's it's different. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just younger not younger people for, younger for whatever reason. Guys. It's just not. It's just not caught up in this. We're still sinking, Dennis. I mean, they're selling you by the dip here. We're about to go flat. Uh, There's something okay. going I'm, on. I'm actually buying the dip on spy because I think it's wrong. But maybe there is something going on here. I'm just telling you the imbalances. Unless they all flip to sell. This looks like an opportunity for me to. I think there's. I, I, this is a little bit of a news move to me. I don't know what the news is, but yeah, it's we're a going, move. We're going red. The, yeah. the, the stocks are not showing this. So okay. I, I actually just bought some spy just for a day trade because this is not showing this. I might be wrong because I'm on a show. You might be buying headlines. more in a second here, Dennis. Uh, Pre market low, 87.75. I'm turning around selling stocks against it right now. So <laughs> I'm just arbitrage. I mean, if they want to do this, there's a lot of stocks trading green here right now. So I'll buy spy and short stocks. The, the, the impeachment talk has been on and off for several days. We are really yeah, getting flossed. They are not. Yeah, they're going to have to start hitting. I'm actually getting. I'm getting flat now and hedged against with stocks. So all I do is I buy spy and sell stocks. The, the great thing about Dennis is you can you can change your mind. In a <laughs> in a I'm not second. even changing my mind. I'm just doing arbitrage. I'm buying more yeah, spy and I'm I'm doing stocks against it. So. Yeah. All right. Eight fifty-seven. Let's do a couple stocks from the chat. Do some ticker time here. Uh, I saw someone I mentioned Plug Power. It's running here this morning. They had a headline. They signed a memo of understanding. Uh, who's the firm they signed it with? Let me pull it up here. Uh, Group Renault. Uh, it's a joint venture to establish manufacturing capabilities for hydrogen fuel cell systems and integration into vehicles. So Plug is running on that. This unbelievable turn yesterday in Plug. And that dip was working, Joel. Um unbelievable turn it opened near the lows and they just started buying this look at what this did yesterday it literally opened down like four bucks and they bought it up and now it's up another 10 i mean ballard power yeah. uh, same thing it's moving up here fuel cell this hydrogen it's got legs i mean this has got a story that's carrying these stocks right now so i'm not sure what derails it yeah, it's hard to fight these beast, stocks and huh? make a multi-year highs yeah, and then trading at the highs of the pre-market session. Yeah. I don't even, you know, I'm not going to go back to the monthlies again and pull it up. Just uh, keep an eye on that pre-market high and follow through. That do we have the plug guy on a while ago? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. boy, oh boy, and some moving. Yeah, no All levels right. to get and, in that one. And let's do like one or two more. Oh sure. gosh, there were so many that that I had. I'd written down throughout the course of the show. Uh, CCIV, they'll talk about that on SPACs attack. Um, okay. So they got a uh, deal? No, no, they didn't get it's just a rumor of oh, a deal. Rumors. So rumors drive these things. Yeah. I like the ten dollar SPAC trade, you know, <laughs> buying some of these stocks at ten because then get a deal and they pop forty percent. I still yeah. like that trade. Uh, I believe someone had asked way earlier on the show about NVIDIA. If I remember correctly. You you want to look at that? Sure. That is uh that's a mover, man. That is that stock moves. They started around. showing light. They, 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 Nvidia and AMD have been doing nothing. Let's let's call us. Yeah. Let, let, let's just call it out here. You know they've been doing absolutely nothing here for a while. I mean, if you look at this daily on Nvidia, it's gone nowhere for the last three or four months. 
It eventually probably starts to get some life again. You think this is the chip maker. They're in everything. Everything technology's getting chips. AMD too. It's you know obviously I I said AMD. I think it's going to a hundred bucks. I've sold out of my AMD because I actually got just actually closed it up coincidentally two days ago, a day early apparently, um, because I only had the week left. It was this uh, expiration here for Friday. So I was like, well, I'm closing it early, and I locked in. It was trading at intrinsic value, so I locked it in. And, I mean, then it gets a big move yesterday. I'm like, really? Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, but but in regard, it was a good trade for me. I bought AMD, the shares, and I did the call spread. Right. I made on both. So I made good money on both. So is it going to 100? I think so. Was it going to go to 100 by January 15th? I didn't think so, but maybe it is. <laughs> I should have held on. I should mention NVIDIA was featured on Neo Day. They announced a partnership where basically yeah. they're, they're going to help Neo make their EV, make EVs essentially the components. Ah, uh, trading range here. That, that's actually, why the big move. Yeah, yeah. I actually I put the I did this as um, uh, the stock of the day a few days ago, and I you know trading range. I didn't think it would go from the bottom of the trading range to the top of the trading range in in three days, but. Uh, Still, and it's lofty. It's still way above that 550 level. So we'll see if it's an actual breakout people are looking for up to near that all-time high. But uh, trading range, at least on the dailies uh, since Vaccine Monday. This is not the breakout you're looking for. Joel won't no. that. Nope. <laughs> All right. That All right. That's going to be a wrap for us here. Uh, Mitch, do you have anything you wanted to add? Mitch just hopped in. Good morning. Uh, hey, Joel, yeah, that dip you were, you were all panicked on? Yeah. I just made 50 cents on that spy. That's called money in the bank, right? <laughs> when the stocks are all trading green, spy wants to just tank for no apparent reason. I was like, I don't see it in the stocks. Uh, Dennis, you started, uh, your original buy of the dip was at 37.96. I could tell. Well, I have the PN, I have it in front of me, Joel, <laughs> okay. so I could tell you exactly where it was. Buy the dip, it always works. Let's stop, stop, stop. He wants to know where the original buy. Where did I start buying? So, guys, well, 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 he finds that spot for you guys. The one that I'm looking at is a sector. I think it's not being really watched. Is was my first buy, and then Thanks, I bought Dan. more spy. Sorry, Mitch, we're arguing. <laughs> no, you're good. I bought more at 31. Uh, keep your eyes on the banks, man. They're making moves. Jeez, They're making they moves. Pre-earnings, banks report earnings on starting on Friday. So. Is it Friday already? Huh? Yeah, pre-earnings run. What's up with Fubo? Yeah, what's going on with Fubo? Fubo. I told you, sleepy, sleepy, sideways. It's, you know what? Above thirty, interested. I'm going to get interested again. I'm out. I'm. I might get back in. I, I'm, I'm scared sleepy. of that Rich Greenfield guy though, because he'll come out with something bearish. <laughs> he didn't allow this thing to go higher. <laughs> Smash that like, guys! Hit the sub. We'll see you guys next time. Yep, that'll be a wrap for all those of you listening on our podcast. Please remember, all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guest, Nick Shaheen. Thanks to all of you in our chats, all four or five. I don't even know how many chats we have at this point, but all the participation, all the comments, all the likes. Thank you very much. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Good luck in your trading. We will talk to you again at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time.